Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, whatever time it is where you're listening to the podcast. We are certainly glad to have you here with us tonight. It is night while we're recording this. And what we want to do tonight is to talk about flashlights. If you've not already hit that subscribe button, go ahead and do that. And then we will talk about some flashlights. Flashlights, you know, it's a prepper staple. You really know that you're in prepper mode when you have a flashlight of some type in your bag or even different kinds of flashlights. And I've got to tell you, listeners, that Mark is a flashlight fanatic. That I am. He can't get enough of the flashlights. I didn't buy but three today. Okay, so we just want to talk a little bit about flashlights. You didn't know that they were going to be this interesting, but hang on. I was watching Gunsmoke earlier today. And Matt Dillon was going in and searching out the bad guys in a dark building. And I think I commented to you, that was before flashlights. Matt could have certainly used a flashlight at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Now, you go back years and years, and you can see in the old movies they're carrying torches and lanterns lanterns and the way that they were looking at things. But I just picture the mob coming with all of those uh, torches coming down the road, stick with a cloth on the end soaked with coal oil, and it was on fire, and they were searching out a way to be able to see in the dark. But thankfully, we have a device today called a flashlight, and why is that? Give us a little history on that. Well, here we go. We want you to know that the very first flashlight was invented in 1898 by an English inventor named David Mizell. It was powered by the world's first dry cell battery. And the reason it was called a flashlight is because the light couldn't be turned on for a very long time. It had to be rested from time to time. Yeah, that's because it was used a zinc carbon battery and a carbon filament bulb, which did not last very long. So by 1922, flashlights were a hit. There were several types of flashlights that existed. And by 1922, there were over 10 million users. Now let's fast forward to the 50s, 60s, and 1970s. The EverReady flashlight was the most popular flashlight anywhere. And you remember the one, and you and I talked about this earlier today, and I wish I had a couple of new ones now. They're not all that bright. There's a lot better flashlights out there, but it's the silver metal barrel 2D cell, had the slide switch with the momentary button that you could send Morse code or you could blink it at somebody. And on the back side of it, it had the flip-up ring to hang it on something, And, you know, that was carried by most every police officer anywhere, including me. I started with the EverReady flashlight on my gun belt. I remember that my younger brothers got flashlights exactly like that for their birthdays or for Christmas because little boys just love blinky lights and little devices that 
have an on switch and they could be in their rooms late at night with the lights off or they would explore around the house. And this was in the 60s, you mm-hmm. know, and I and, remember those very, very well. And read the comic books under the covers <laughs> after Mama said go to bed. Exactly. Now, in 1967, Ever Ready Energizer introduced the first rechargeable flashlight. And by 1970, the first water-resistant flashlight is introduced, again, by Energizer. That one had the first push-button switch. Oh, yes, that was revolutionary. That just blew people's minds. Now, in 1979, the first maglight, which is what I graduated to from the Ever Ready flashlight, the mag light was introduced, and it became the standard in law enforcement. And you could get that in anything from 2D cell to 5D cell. And then later, you could get that in a A battery model as well. In the 1980s, the first pocket-sized flashlights were introduced, as is the much brighter halogen-bulbed flashlight, which could run on two AA batteries. It was called the Mini-Mag by the Mag Industries maker of the Maglite. And I had Mini-Mags, I had medium-sized mags, and I also bought those long, extra-long handle mags. I, I remember them being a very heavy and solid feeling kind of a flashlight yeah the long ones had anywhere up to five d-cell batteries in them and actually i think if you go look in that first drawer in the kitchen in there there is a mini mag two double a battery light in there right now oh my goodness they're nice lights Mm -hmm. now flashlights since they're portable we have to have some way to power them and that is the battery And some of the advances in batteries have caused some advances in the technology in flashlights. And it runs anywhere from the small CR123 battery, AAA, AA, up to the heavy 6-volt lantern batteries. They make flashlights now that are USB rechargeable. In fact, I have a small one on my key ring right now that I can just plug it into the phone charger and Mm -hmm. it charges very quickly and it it keeps its charge for a long, long time. I like having it on my key ring because as the days are now getting shorter and the darkness comes sooner, I might be coming home after dark. And this does help me locate the door lock so that I can find where to put the key. We also have the solar flashlights. Now, one thing about the solar flashlights, they take a lot longer to recharge, and it's great to keep them like in the kitchen window so that you can just, you know where it is, you can grab it and go. And it's not something that's going to last you all day long, but it's something that if you keep it in that window, it charges when you're not using it, and it's there and ready to go when you need it. There's also a thing called a hand crank flashlight. You've seen hand crank radios, I think, and this is a hand crank flashlight. Great for a power down situation or when you can't put your hands on a rechargeable or a USB cord. You can actually crank up the power on this light and it's not going to be a very long lasting light, but it may give you what you need at the time you need it. Just takes a lot of cranking to get a lot of light out of it. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the most interesting that I find is that shake flashlight. And my mother-in-law, my first mother-in-law bought us each one of those and you keep it in the glove box and 
you shake it up for about five seconds and you get about two seconds of light out of it. But they are an option and it's pretty good if you give it to a kid, keeps them busy for a while, shaking (laughs) that flashlight to be able to get light to come out. Now let's talk about some of the bulbs that go into these flashlights. They started out with incandescent bulbs. Well, that's what was available at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about turn of the century technology and incandescent bulbs were the hot technology, you know, in the late 1890s, early 1900s. But of course, that's quite antiquated by now. But still available. Still available. I mean, it's still there we're not we're not passing negative judgment on it, but there's more longer lasting and brighter types of alternatives now that use less power, a little bit more of a modern lighting system. And also the new bulbs and the new types of bulbs, the halogens, the LEDs, they're more shock resistant. They can actually handle themselves better if the flashlight happens to be dropped. Then after the incandescent, and I remember these coming out, was the halogen bulb. And they were more efficient and much brighter. But in 1999, there was a tremendous breakthrough in that the LED was made suitable for use in flashlight. Now, it had been around for 40 years at that particular point in time, and they were designed and initially sold to IBM to be used in the card punch readers. But they were very large and they were very expensive. And in 1999, they were made much more suitable for flashlight use, and they could be made much brighter, much more efficient, much smaller, and available to be used in so many ways and in so many sizes. You know, there's a lot of different types that are available now with LED, and that's little flashlights that you can hook onto a key ring. They can be handheld. They can be clipped onto a ball cap. They can be made into a headlamp. Uh, Some of these flashlights, handheld flashlights, now have hooks and hangers, magnetic bases. There's even propped up LED work lights that are built like something almost on the order of a a tablet or a panel, uh, like a rectangular, and they've got a square-like bulb. And some of these can also be made to flash. Some of them turn red. Some of them flash red. It can be like a caution light out on a highway. So there's a an abundance of emergency uses and ways that they can be made to uh, help signal if, if help is needed. And I actually look today, we have bought eight different flashlights in the last seven days. We have a problem. <laughs> we love our flashlights. Yeah, uh, I started to say AA, but <laughs> maybe maybe we need to get into FF. Yeah, <laughs> FFA, Flashlights Anonymous. Anonymous, My name is Mark. Hi, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) But now we had some very specific purposes in purchasing these lights. Four of those were actually the magnetic base stand-up work lights that they're cylindrical. And they're very good for being able to change a flat tire, stick it onto the vehicle on the side. We Our vehicles are actually steel on the outside, and we can stick a magnet to those. And two of those were small floodlight-type devices that are very small, and we clip those to our EDC bags. And so we have that light available at all times as well. And then I picked up another pin light, triple A battery, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that one in just a few minutes. As we said, the LED allowed for much more compact lights. And you, 
Krista mentioned the little button keychain lights, very small. They're less than an inch in length and three quarters of an inch in width. And they're, they don't put out a lot of light, but they'll help you find what you need in your purse. They'll help you find your lock. They'll help you find your way into the house. But the LED also allowed for pocket-sized lights. And one of those things, the one of the smallest that we can get today is the single triple A light. And I have the O light that I actually carried in my pocket today to church. I carry a flashlight everywhere I go, at least one. And so it has enabled us to have much smaller lights. And then the triple A pocket flashlight, and this is the one I mentioned just a second ago, two triple A pocket flashlight today. I just could not turn this one down. We went to Rural King this afternoon, and I'll put in a little plug for them and for this light in particular. This particular light is made by Lincoln Outfitters. It's approximately five inches long, and it's a 200 lumen light. And it has three settings, high, low, and strobe. It also has an adjustable beam. But get this, it was $4.99. I just absolutely could not pass that by. And I've done a little bit of testing with it here at the house since we got here. And I really like it. And it's going to become an EDC light for me. So if you're looking for a very inexpensive EDC light, you can look at the Lincoln Outfitters 200 lumen three setting flashlight with the adjustable beam for just five bucks at Rural King and we have LEDs to thank for that. You can also buy flashlights that have like a nine LED bulb capability. It takes three AAA batteries and they're about three dollars at most of the discount stores. Mark recently bought a five pack of this specific type of flashlight and it costs less than ten dollars. I have a problem. Well, you know, I will say that there are times we're sitting in a restaurant in the evening and you've pulled a a flashlight out of your pocket somewhere to be able to read the menu. And I can't tell you the number of times I've walked through our house and I've called out to him and I'll say, Mark, and he'll say, ma'am, because he's very Southern and very gentlemanly. And I said, do you have a flashlight? And he says, are you kidding? Is that a rhetorical question? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I guess it is. He's always got a flashlight on him. I will admit, I do not carry a flashlight in the shower. (laughs) Well, not yet. There are some more powerful handheld lights. Uh, Mark has listed here that he has seen uh, up to 1,200 lumens. In fact, the ones we saw today were 1,500 lumens. Well, that wasn't what I would exactly call a, and we did purchase one of those. I Mm -hmm. wouldn't exactly call it a flashlight, but it was a work light, and it goes on a stand, and it is powered off of six triple a batteries and it was bright yes we turned that thing on when we got home and in the kitchen and it just lit up everything (laughs) this is a work light this is one that you can definitely work on the car you can i was teasing krista we're in the process of painting the house and i said you know i could paint at night with this thing and that might not have been a good idea because she might not let me quit at dark now 
Well, I mean, this thing was bright enough that even in the sunshine of day, that it lit up a daylit room so brightly. So, I mean, there's there might be a good reason that if someone's ever out stranded on a road or something and they need some visibility, this might be the way to go. Well, one of the things that I was looking at is using it working outside the shop at night when I usually have a 60-watt, 120-volt light out there. And I can just put this thing out there on the front of the trailer and be able to load the trailer up, be able to do whatever I need to do outside at night. And I'm even starting to think now about mounting one on the front of the lawnmower. Oh, gosh. Let's talk about some of the really good brands of lights. What you got on your list there, Mark? Okay, one of the top of the line is Phoenix. Now, I've looked up some things today and... uh, I'm actually considering purchasing a Phoenix for EDC. Now, this particular light, the E35V3, is a 3,000 lumen flashlight. Holy moly! goes in your pocket, and it's rechargeable. It has five outputs plus a strobe, and it has the 5,000 milliamp battery. It's only four and less than four and three quarter inches long and about an inch in diameter. And it only weighs 2.36 ounces without the battery and it's only 70 bucks. So that is a pretty good flashlight if you want to be carrying that. Now, Streamlight. Streamlight makes an extremely good light. They're used in law enforcement all over the country. In fact, our department issues a streamlight stinger that is 800 lumens and it has three levels of brightness and it is rechargeable now the surefire the surefire sidekick is what we carry on our keychain and it also has three levels of brightness and it's usb rechargeable and it's the one that krista was mentioning a moment ago and they're very handy lights to have if you have your keys with you you have your flashlight. Now, here's another one that I've recently run across, and everything that I have checked on this thing, it's a great light to have, and that's the Nightstick Extreme. It's 500 lumens, and it's powered off of the CR123 batteries. Now, I realize that the CR123 batteries can be a little bit expensive, And you can order those online much less costly than you can pick them up in the local store. But that Nightstick Extreme seems to be a very good flashlight to have. Now we're going to talk about lumens. That's something that I needed to learn. Lumens, L-U-M-E-N-S, lumens. Lumens is a word that is the measurement of the intensity of the light. And the more, the brighter. Makes sense. The higher the number of lumens, the brighter that thing is. Five to ten lumens is just enough to see while you're walking on a walkway, and you usually find the five to ten lumens on the very small button keychain lights. That's when you're doing a little bit closer in. You're not trying to see, you know, half a mile away. This is just enough to bring a little bit of light into the darkness, but it's not going to light up your yard or anything like that. The O light, I think, is 10 lumens, and I use it on the low end for the lowest setting. And I use that going back and forth to the garage or to the wood shop at night. And it's just enough to be able to see where you're walking. 
Now a 100 to a 125 lumen light will let you see across the yard very well. It'll light up anything inside the house and really a 100 lumen light is probably the lowest end that I would go for an EDC light. Now you're jumping into the greater than 350 to up to 400 lumens. This is going to give you much better distance viewing, um, well more than across the yard. You can probably see across several yards or well down a very dark roadway at the 400 lumen level. And then when you get to the 500 plus, and we've seen some today, we've seen 500, 800, 1,000, 1,200, 1,500, and there are some that are in the 2,000 lumen range. Well, this 3,000 that we mentioned just a moment ago. Right. I mean, you can blind an airplane with that thing. They're actually considered a tactical type of light, and they are painfully bright. You've mm-hmm. got to be so careful to not stare directly in. It's, it's bright as the sun. I mean, it's just really, really bright. When you get up into the over 500 lumen and you have a strobe on that flashlight, that's a very good quote-unquote tactical device in that you can literally take someone else's vision away from them. And that strobe can even disorient them if you're in a tactical self-defense situation. I've actually seen that demonstrated in a documentary Mm -hmm. about non-lethal or less lethal types of weaponry, so to speak. And they uh, tried it out on someone who volunteered to be, you know, the bad guy and was going to be attacking some officers. And so they used the strobe technique on a very bright light. And not only did the strobe flash a great deal, but they were able to manipulate the light up and down and around, which increased the strobe's Mm -hmm. intensity. And it literally put the volunteer on the ground nauseated. He was he was disabled by mm-hmm. that strobing light. I was impressed, and so I'm thinking from a prepper viewpoint, that is a fantastic self-defense mechanism. Especially if you live in a country or in a city that does not allow you to carry any other type of weapon and you want something for self-defense, that's a very good thing to have. And we've said this before when we're talking about situational awareness. If you're walking out of a store, going to your car, you need to already have your car keys in your hand. And it's really not a bad idea to go ahead and have that flashlight in your hand and ready to activate it on strobe just to protect yourself. We just wanted to do a little bit on flashlights tonight and just give you kind of an overview of those and a little bit of history. And we just encourage you to have a flashlight with you at all times. And I've used them in places when I've been in public buildings that the lights happen to go out. I just turn the flashlight on on my vest and I'm able to continue what I'm doing. And I've, like you mentioned, I've pulled it out in restaurants to be able to read the menu at night when they dim the lights in there. So... There's a lot of uses for a flashlight. Very, very handy thing to have. And rarely a day goes by that I don't use at least one of my flashlights. Anything else you want to add tonight? Well, I just want everyone to know that I found this podcast very illuminating. Couldn't resist.
<laughs> we'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. Hopefully you've learned something, picked up a tip, or something we said may have triggered a thought that will help you in your prepping journey. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode and share it with your friends and family. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared. <laughs>